The 1960s were a time of revolution in American attitude, especially when it came to youth counterculture. Political protest, sexual liberation, psychedelic drugs, and fashion were all newly explored topics that, after decades of war and economic drought, were highly needed and incredibly reactionary. And within these new explorations of the new teenage freedom, music was perhaps the most revolutionary. The previous generation of the 1950s ended with the day the music died. February 3, 1959 marked the death of three iconic musicians from the 1950s. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the big bopper J.P. Richardson all died in a plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa, along with their pilot Roger Peterson. The plane was en route to North Dakota for what was supposed to be a three-week tour dubbed Winter Dance Party. The deaths of these legendary musicians, who exemplified the rock and roll nature of the renewing music industry, served as a poignant turning point as mainstream music began to center itself around ideals of protest, freedom, and equality, rather than more superficial topics like love. In the 1960s, and more specifically 1963, a number of pivotal events took place, leading to the strengthening of the counterculture attitude that would place the music industry in a place of rebellion. Most notably was perhaps the Vietnam War. Some of the most iconic and defining music from all of American history comes from this time, and new developed technology of radio and cassette players allowed for soldiers in the war to have much more access to the expanding music industry. Resistance to drafts implemented by recent legislation and knowledge of atrocities abroad, courtesy of a more technologically advanced media and printing press, led to the war often being portrayed as horrific in American culture, and this did not go unseen in music. Another notable influence on the topics of music from the early 1960s was the ever-growing civil rights movement. The passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the explosion of influence from orators like Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X led to a cultural revival surrounding civil rights, especially towards African Americans, leading to the expansion of the folk and blues genres. Freedom songs like We Shall Overcome revealed the creative and adaptive nature of black music, and the strong undertones of the folksy and bluesy rock and roll sounds of the era sparked an emotional response across the nation as artists used their music to protest and send a message. This movement and excitement for civil rights came to a breaking point with the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, who had been an ally to the civil rights movement and had deemed it a moral issue. Fears towards uncertainty in the nation's future and the everlasting duty to spread righteousness across the nation seemed to blossom and grow alongside music, transforming the early 60s into an era defined by its sound. Abroad, the British invasion of the Beatles demonstrated the widespread nature of this musical revolution. When talking about the 60s' as music, the Beatles are often the main topic, and although their influence was surely widespread, it's easy to forget the very American nature of music sprouting in America itself in reaction to the rocky political and social climate of the era. R&B, rock and roll, and protest music all took the stage through songs like Say It Loud by James Brown and A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Popular music in the 1960s, inspired by the radical social changes of an era defined by political instability, sexual revolution, feminist and black movements through civil rights, and anti-war sentiments cultivated in a drastic shift of tone as youthful musicians turned the industry on its head in the formation of new sounds and expressions. Oh, no. 
1959, Tamla Records founded a record company that would later become Motown, which was built entirely on black music. With the booming growth of the civil rights movement, black voices were reaching unforeseen audiences, and finally they were being listened to by non-segregated audiences. This resulted in the growth of an expressive music genre that was appreciated by black and white audiences alike, R&B. Motown records had roots in gospel and were mainly African-American groups and songwriters, helping break down the barriers of segregation to allow more black musicians to take the stage. Artists like Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, and the Supremes faced massive success, furthering the spread of the civil rights movement simply by offering their talented voices, and with it, their beliefs. Iconic songs like Please Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes adopted the sounds of soul, and incredibly talented songwriters and musicians developed a rhythmic Motown song that would remain iconic for generations. And as always, Black soul and R&B artists continue to spread messages about the pains of segregation and their hopes for equality and freedom through iconic protest music. Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone, which references the murder of Medgar Evers in Mississippi, bombings in Atlanta, and attacks against nonviolent protesters like the Freedom Fighters, was an incredibly impactful event in the civil rights movement. Simone notably performed the song in 1964 at Carnegie Hall in front of a mostly white audience, and it became an anthem for the oppressed during the movement. That's just the trouble, desegregation, mass participation, unification, do things gradually, will bring more tragedy. On another end of the music spectrum in the 1960s was the growing rock genre taking the industry by storm. Rock music began to expand its boundaries throughout the decade. Rock and roll in its purest form was overtaken by expanding subgenres inspired by a wide array of influences, including the Motown-esque R&B scene and the funk of New Orleans. In the 1950s, rock was breaking out of previous music rules, acting out against repression. In a show of continuity, rock would continue down this path in the stormy 60s as rock artists of the decade did what the artists of the previous didn't, try to make a difference. But they triggered his name Rock in the 1960s seemingly shattered as artists broke out of previously set molds in order to expand the borders of the genre. Surf rock, headed by names such as the Beach Boys, began in Southern California as surfing became popular on the West Coast. With the goal of capturing the fun and adventure of the sport, surf rock expanded over the decade to cover topics other than surfing, such as young love and the teenage experience. Surf with Bob, dip 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 Bob, dip dip I got up this morning, turns on my radio, I was On perhaps the other end of the spectrum, psychedelic rock boomed in the 1960s, as some artists turned to the increasingly popular LSD in order to find inspiration. Psychedelic rock was heavily associated with the hippie counterculture that sprung out of the anti-war and pro-youth sentiments of the 1960s. It's most likely the most typical 60s-esque music of the era, though it's easy to forget that hippies were not only the easy-to-mock fans of psychedelia, but also supporters of the modern societal values often shared with the young generation of the era. This counterculture helped to shape the values of the rock industry we see today. The highly experimental, dreamy music was all about love, individuality, and sexual liberation. Don't you want somebody to love? 
rock genre also found itself in a darker place in hard rock, as artists like Janis Joplin produced louder and more heavy music that would skyrocket in popularity in later decades. Characterized by more aggressive tones and delivery and influenced by garage rock and R&B, many musicians died young and developed drug and alcohol problems. Still, this newer, louder genre broke traditional molds and displayed the rebellious nature of the youthful generation. But most influential was the protest rock that often sprung out of the roots and folk rock genres. Combining the sounds of folk, blues, country, and rock and roll, artists like the Rolling Stones and Simon and Garfunkel released hits inspired by the growing protest movements of the 1960s. Though roots and folk rocks did not always contain a message, protest rock built itself around ideals of advocacy, and throughout the decade, more and more rock genres began to adopt these ideals. When talking about protest music of the 1960s, it's impossible to not mention Bob Dylan, who adopted the folksy sounds of roots rock in order to promote songs that would contain both pro-civil rights and anti-war sentiments. Dylan was inspired by the Beatles and carried the spirit of an emerging generation that was valuing their own goals, freedoms, and expressions. Bob Dylan notably performed at Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington. Blown in the Wind by Dylan became a civil rights anthem as listeners across the globe were hooked on his soulful voice. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Rock artists also blatantly spoke out against the notorious Vietnam War, exposing the losses of lives and the mass culture surrounding the conflict. The Unknown Soldier by The Doors was an iconic anti-war song that was banned on many radio stations, digging at the televised nature of the Vietnam conflict and telling the story of a death of a faceless soldier in combat while life goes on at home. It's all over for the unknown soldier. It's all the rock artists of the 1960s connected back to both the young hippie counterculture of the period and also allied with pro-civil rights R&B and blues artists, creating a sort of shared, hopeful identity between cultures. Peace and love was a life goal and motto spread in popularity, and rock wasn't the only genre making protest music. Stoned Love by the Supremes contained anti-Vietnam pleas for peace and love. All in all, music in the 1960s attempted to create change, making it fundamentally different from perhaps any other previous decade's music. Yeah, yeah. This growth in diversity in the music industry culminated in shared black and white audiences celebrating togetherness, Motown and rock alike. One example was the Tommy Show, standing for Teenage Awards Music International, which had a mixed set of performers who all stood alongside each other on stage. The 1964 concert film released by American International Pictures including performances from a multitude of different genres, attempting to combine top American and British invasion groups in one show. Through this, it's clear that music turned into a community. Artists such as James Brown, Marvin Gaye, and the Beach Boys all played alongside each other, recorded for the world to see. However, The Tommy Show was not the most iconic or influential collaboration between musical powerhouses in the 1960s. That title goes to Woodstock in 1969. Fully titled The Woodstock Music and Art Fair, the show featured names such as Jimi Hendrix, The Who, and Janis Joplin. Although some hiccups did occur, 400,000 people showed up and the festival went on. The show lasted for three days, nicknamed Three Days of Peace and Music. And although the country was at the time deep into the Vietnam conflict, Woodstock was an opportunity for people to escape through music and spread ideals of unity and peace. Just a little bit.
The 1960s were a radical time. Loss, grief, and death swept the nation, and for more reasons than one. The loss of heroic figures, both political and social alike, left many Americans with a feeling of instability and a lack of direction. April 4, 1968 marked the death of the beloved Dr. Martin Luther King, and John F. Kennedy was the fourth president to be assassinated in 1963, the first since McKinley in 1901. The Vietnam conflict raged in the East, leaving families unsure if their sons and daughters would ever come home. And yet, the bands played on, sparking movements that called for love, not war, and above all, a sense of unity and pride. It's as the saying goes. Even in the darkest of times, the show must go on. Knocking me Back down on my knees Lord, there have been times that I thought I couldn't last for long But now I think I'm able